You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap episode 121. I'm Steve Burnham, and I'm joined by the podcast stalwart, Letty Chen. Hello, Letty. Hi, Steve. And today we're joined by Dennis Smetansky. Hi, Steve. Uh, now, Dennis is here. Uh, just, just by way of background, um, members will know that Tax and Super Australia membership brings with it a service called the Helpline Call um, calls. You get a, an allocation of helpline calls. You can call our, our tax experts like Letty and Dennis and uh, ask a curly question that you have been put to by a, one of your clients and, uh, and we'll answer that for you, um, give you the best answer and even... Do we send um, links and things to... Yeah, we can send helpful links as well. Yeah. Now, one of them, Dennis, you were telling us uh, about you had a helpline call that was a, a bit of a, an unusual one. And it was concerning a, a foreign super fund, I think you were saying, and they, when they brought the money to Australia, they were taxed on it, which doesn't seem fair to my, to my mind, but uh, tell us, fill us in with the details. Uh, there's always more to your story, Steve. There is. <laughs> yeah, there is. Well, um, the helpline call is, was about a, an Australian tax resident uh, who spent um, a fair amount of time working in South Africa. So the... Um, uh, that person was bringing over um, his um, superannuation benefits um, to Australia. And um, he delayed with it for a few years, but finally decided it was actually worthwhile to bring the uh, funds over. Yeah. So we're really dealing with, with a, um, you know, a type of um, sort of scheme or a fund overseas, which is uh, closely resembling uh, our superannuation here. Is it not the same, the amount of the same system? Well, it's, uh, I mean, the, the first uh, re- question uh, with all of this to actually determine whether the foreign um, foreign fund or a pension scheme is actually um, coming within the meaning of superannuation or is similar super- to superannuation. Now, I can refer um, listeners to the um, uh, federal, um, no, it's actually a tribunal case, uh, Baker um um, that happened in 2015. It's a uh, case 469. And so essentially, the question in that case was whether a U.S. individual retirement account was similar, or or actually a superannuation account for Australian tax law purposes. Oh, so it wasn't just a simple rollover from one fund to another. No, no it was. It was um, sort of the person tried to claim that whatever money they received from from um, U.S. IRA, individual retirement account, was actually foreign superannuation fund payment, mm. but the tribunal decided it's not. And, um, you know, when your client is trying to, well, is contemplating a transfer from, from a foreign, you know, foreign fund, you should really um, um, ask the details of what what the rules are over there, because in the case of USRAs, there was no actually no um, prohibition of accessing the money irrespective of the age of the recipient. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, it's almost like um, getting the, uh, your retirement money before even f- well far away from your retirement. <laughs> That's that's something that we're starting to hear about in Australia these days. First home owners accessing superannuation well, for their deposits. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's not that far off, is it really, Dennis? So uh, in terms of the helpline call that you received, um, I understand that there's some rules to do with the time frame, really, when you receive these. I understand that within a certain time frame, those transfers are completely tax-free. Yeah, exactly, lady. So you're people who receive those type of payments within six months of becoming an Australian tax resident 
are not actually subject to tax on any of that payment at all. Right. So if I if I'm quick about it, if I'm efficient in my paperwork, I can get I can get my foreign super fund transferred over tax free when I move back to the country. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, now that we know, we can do it if, if you're yeah, yeah, go overseas for a few for years a and yeah. <laughs> come back and just get your paperwork in order as soon as you get off the plane. <laughs> it surprises me. I mean, I, I of course being an Australian <laughs> resident for many years, I just thought, oh, you know, the same rules would apply, but obviously not. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a, this is another checklist item for tax practitioners when they got a new client because, you know, hey, some of your clients who just uh, moved back to Australia, moved over to Australia, they might be actually within that time frame, within Certainly. that six months. It's a great tax planning tip as well. Today, with, you know, tax returns can be done from different countries and so forth. So you may well have clients who move overseas uh, on a work transfer for a few years and accumulate a bit of superannuation or the equivalent retirement savings yeah. over in that foreign country. And in the email, you should say, hey, we're coming back to Australia on this date. Uh, we need to do a bit of tax planning. And most practitioners would definitely think of things like the CGT, the family home and so on and so forth. But how about the foreign superannuation balance? And that's definitely a planning tip. What is the uh, what sort of rate of tax we're looking at? Well, tell, tell us what happened in, in this. Yeah, yeah. After six months, what happens yeah. after six months? Well, after six months, um, the person uh, we're only talking right now about people who actually get the money themselves, not mm. about transferring that to a superannuation fund here oh, in yeah. Australia. That's that's another topic altogether. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about a situation yeah. where you actually get the cash in when your you get, bank account. <laughs> yeah, when you yes. get the cash in your hand. So um, once we've determined that, you know, whatever entity is transferring the money is actually a superannuation or is similar to a superannuation scheme, um, the person is going to be taxed only on the, um, well, equivalent to investment earnings in that scheme. So... Um, the person is subject to ta tax on their marginal rates, so there is no offset or reduction of tax rate. But the amount they're taxed on is um, worked out by looking at what was um, their um, vested amount in the foreign superannuation fund on the date they became Australian resident for tax purposes. Let's say first of um, let's say first of July 2015, the person became tax re resident for Australian purposes and um, and they had uh, 100,000 in somewhere in the foreign superannuation fund right. or superannuation yep. scheme. Now, uh, a year later, the person finally got around to, to transferring the money and at that time, the amount actually grown to 120,000. So the amount, so the taxable amount is actually not the whole lot, but only the accretion to the fund okay. being twenty thousand in this case. And is that mm. investment earnings or include contrib contributions? No, no, what? contributions are specifically excluded from that amount. Right. Oh, that's fair. That sounds fair. Yeah. Okay. So whatever the person actually continued contributing, or their you know former employer contri continued contributing to that fund is not taxed again here in Australia. Okay, so from a practical perspective, say you leave your job 31st of May, your overseas job, uh, and the overseas employer makes the equivalent of the superannuation contribution 2nd of June or something like that, then that that contribution won't be taxed in Australia. Yeah, it won't be taxed in Australia because, well, it was sort of in respect of... of a of a period that was um, prior to the person mm. becoming um, tax um, tax resident. In any case, members' contributions are definitely not right. not taxed there mm. at all. Okay. 
Uh, now, uh, with with the exchange rates, uh, there is guidance from the commissioner, but essentially the exchange rates on the payments have to be worked out on the day when when the payment comes across to Australia, because obviously you're you're dealing with a foreign currency all the time, so you, you need to sort of quantify the um, um, the amount that actually comes into Australia. Now another important point here: sometimes those type of payments are actually taxed in in the country where they're coming from. So um, all is not lost in this case because uh, in Australia, taxpayers are entitled to foreign income tax offset. Mm. So, you know, they can claim a certain amount of foreign taxes as a tax credit here in Australia. Yeah. But bear in mind, though, because the fact that uh, foreign jurisdictions might levy tax on the whole amount that comes out of foreign super fund. So Which it makes sense. Yeah, mm. so let's say a person was withdrawing 120000 continuing our example. So the foreign jurisdiction might tax the whole amount at 40%. Mm. But the only taxable amount here in Australia are the fund earnings. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. 20000 that the fund has grown with during the year. Yes. So the taxpayers have to apportion their foreign tax yes. offset. And uh, Dennis is making a very, very good practical watch out point, really, mm. because with our foreign income tax offset rules, and this isn't just for superannuation payouts, this is for any sort of foreign income, yep. is where your income is double taxed in a foreign country and Australia. Yes, you can get a foreign income tax offset for the foreign tax paid, but only to the extent that it relates to the income that is actually double tax. So as Dennis is saying, if only one-sixth of the amount is actually double tax, then you can only claim one-sixth of that foreign tax. So the tax that you pay for in the foreign country for the for the whole amount, for, yes. the, for the you know your contributions, you you can't claim. No, well, you pay that to the foreign country, and that's oh. that's their right to tax you. Australia and and at a high policy level, this makes sense. Mm. Australia will only give back the tax to the extent that you would have had to pay in Australia anyway. Why would you? Why would Australia want oh, to give yeah. back the tax that you wouldn't even be owing in Australia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there is sort of. Um, not, not really an unknown fact, but some, a watch out there with yeah, with the foreign tax credit rules. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's just a bit of um, trickiness with the number crunching, really, and and just and just to make your clients aware that just because you ta get tax services does not mean you get to claim back the whole entire amount. It is only up to the level of tax you would have paid on that income in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Is there any mechanism whereby, say, say this person in your case, the helpline called the guy from South Africa, the client. Is there any mechanism where that person can say, if it's going to push him into the, a higher tax bracket, um, get, you know, split it, half this tax year, half next tax year, or does it, does it depend on the country and the person and the circumstances? Well, it's it's very sort of fact-dependent. I mean, um, the person can, can possibly split it, but then the calculation of those fund earnings mm. becomes more involved uh, because yeah. how much of, of the fund earnings are, you know, are you going to, um, tax in Australia this year and then the next year. So yeah. it becomes a bit more uh, complex. And I've seen a lot of mm -hmm. private binding rulings um, being requested from the ATO, sure. and those rulings actually contain calculations done 
as part of the ruling really? to okay. determine yeah. that amount. So and it's not going to be easy, is it, Dennis? <laughs> yeah, because you know, like on the face of it, it's it's not that complicated. But then you know, on the facts, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's superannuation, firstly and secondly, how much of those earnings are there if you're trying to split the the um, the sums you know in different ways and puts them in different years that it becomes a little bit more involved yeah yeah, yeah. look it might be easy just to take the whole lot within your first six months it, it sounds like it. so six months is the cutoff that's yes. the magic time frame it, it is a magic time now the yeah. ability to roll it over into superannuation later on is is also fairly good because those applicable fund earnings can be taxed in your super fund but then the rules, uh, you know, there are contribution rules and other rules which, um, which sort of deserve their own discussion. Now, our, our products such as um, the, jur the journal on superannuation, the contributor coming out bi-monthly and uh, SMSF mm -hmm. manuals, it was just updated in April. Yep. They contain all the applicable rules here in Australia for superannuation. So I encourage listeners to actually consult on anything super with, with those products and give us a call. Yep. Um, with any of more tricky questions um, for your clients. Fantastic. I think Steve's going to be taking a good read of those, uh, of the SMS yeah. manual in particular. I think he seems very interested in this. It's interesting. It's, it is interesting. And, um, and uh, as you said, Dennis, you can give us a call. Um, members use those helpline calls. If you're not a member, think about joining up because you get access to that. And uh, you can always purchase more helpline calls if you run through your quota. Absolutely. All right. Um, that's very interesting. It's, it's good to get a different topic. And thanks for all that, Dennis. And thank you again, Letty. Um, listeners, uh, we'll be back next week.